Molto orgoglioso di tutti voi. Adesso fammi un favore, festeggiate come campioni perché Milano non è Milano. Italia è Yes, sir. That was the voice of Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And congratulations to AC Milan, Scudetto winners for the first time in 10 seasons. Maxi, you must be buzzing. Purely's on fire. Purely's <laughs> 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 on fire. <laughs> That's right. Italy belongs yeah. to AC Milan. Yeah, what a ride it's been. And uh, what a week it's been. It's uh, We're recording today Monday, so it's been a, a, a little bit over a week. And then I'm still as buzzing as I was last Sunday. Yes, we, we thought let the dust settle a bit. And, and Maxi's been busy celebrating with beers and cigars and, and enjoying watching the videos of Stefani purely drunk dancing. Did you see? Did you, I, I, I'm loving the celebration videos. Yeah, it's it's been uh, a, it's been a pleasure to see every one of them, and uh, it's it's been on uh, on the level that uh, so there's a Camilan account named Milan I, and I I put uh, all their notifications on just to see every not uh, every tweet they make about uh, the celebrations. <laughs> it's been fun to watch, man. Um... I love that, you know, we just played the big Zlatan Ibrahimovic speech. That was an uplifting speech. You yeah. can so you can see he's like still the leader of that team, even though he's not, I, I, he hasn't start all, started all the games this year, but his aura and like the way he said, oh, I think, I don't know who he yelled it to, but he said, get everybody in here. Yeah. yeah he's like, man, this guy, even if purely sat down like a player, just sort of gazing <laughs> at him. Yeah, it was a fun part of the video. Purely was just there sitting. <laughs> he was a clear bystander. But the <laughs> man, the celebrations, Milan is has been painted in red and black. The sky is full of flare smoke. Um, yeah, I've enjoyed yeah. all of it. Theo Hernandez, like, Downing a bottle of champagne, Ibrahimovic coming out with cigars, all of them coming out with cigars. Um, I think Kalulu, surprisingly for me, looked the coolest with a cigar in his mouth. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Strangely, like I never thought that would happen, but it, it does look good. But yeah, uh, Pioli dancing to Pioli's on fire, like that guy is drunk. <laughs> Go back and watch the video where he's sort of dancing halfway through the, the chorus. That guy's drunk and he's having a good time and why not? <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's been uh it's been a hell of a week and it's it's been like I mean Milan hasn't won anything since the last Scudetto. I mean of course a Super Coppa Italiana, but what is that compared to this? Um so it's been ten and uh, even eleven years of not celebrating anything. Um, and it, it it really showed, I think. And as you said, the the, the entire city of Milan was uh, was red and black. And what maybe not surprised, but what what made me kind of see how big this club is is how packed other cities in the world were yeah. as well. Yeah, I My mean, the world was at uh, Club Milan in London, and it was rammed there. 
it was it was completely rammed. It was I think uh, there was a tweet that said like I think in over fifty countries there's cities that are celebrating the Milan win. So uh, yeah, yeah, and it's, it kind of makes makes you realize how big this club is. Um, I saw I saw a video from uh, a friend of mine from Twitter, Zoe Giekas. Um Shout out she, Zoe. Yes, shout out Zoe. Uh, she she filmed from a Tower Bridge in London, which yeah. was also packed with Mil- with Milanisti. Yes, the the, the celebrations look wild, uh, rightfully so. It's been a long time since the Scudetto. It's an astonishing achievement, honestly. It's astonishing what they've done this year with barely having a right winger, barely having a striker. We've we've commented on it numerous times the amount of injuries that they've had. Um, I will say during the celebrations, there was a lot of hate for Inter. There was a lot of hate for Hakan, some Hakan chants, some Inter chants. Let me let me go on the record and say I love it. <laughs> I love it. That, that rivalry, like the Inter Milan rivalry, is becoming the rivalry that we needed to occur in the league. Right? It it hasn't really been there for six, seven, eight years. Both clubs have been floundering, and both have sort of woken up now. I think they were both sleeping giants. Went through years of tumultuous uh, managerial appointments and years of club directors not getting it right. Into with the Chinese sooning money and Milan sort of getting it right under maybe Maldini and Gazidis and Masara. Yeah, like you could see even in the derbies now, this is building up to be the rivalry that the league needs. Um, you know, Hernandez and Dumfries going at each other. Everybody saying any message for Hakan during the during the parade. It, it, it was Ibrahimovic who said it. Yes, of course okay. it was. <laughs> um, but, but you know, it's this is the firecracker rivalry that we need in the in the city. Yeah, and let let me just uh, point out also that when Ibrahimovic said it, he got a response, and then he goes, "I can't hear you." it's <laughs> brilliant man the raw the when when Pioli was singing Pioli's on fire the raw of yeah. everybody singing Pioli's on fire I was like man I gotta I wish I was in Milan but congratulations to AC Milan Scudetto winners yeah. 2022 sorry 2021-2022 um, I've been waiting on this one for a long time because it, we've just had we've just been busy and then we had technical issues before today for two hours and internet issues and this, that, the other. But this is the official final ADR show for the year. I've loved and enjoyed doing this with you. So this is the big sexy season review with you. Um, the finale. Let's, uh, let, let's, let's start with team of the season. Yes. The Serie a. And we'll do this. We'll do this together. We don't know each, each other's team of the season, which is going to be interesting. Yes, and because we had so much technical issues, I had some t- extra time to think about it, and I, I'm happy with my with my eleven now. Yeah, let's let's see how they match up. So let's start obviously in in goals. I mean, I guess we're both having Mike Manuel. No, no. What? I'm joking. Of course, I'm joking. Mike Manuel. <laughs> Of course, it was yeah. going to be filet, filet mignon. <laughs> yeah, remember that was the remember that was that Kanye and Jay Z Jay Z West Jay Z song. I just called Jay Z West a Kanye West and Jay Z song that mentioned filet mignon. I I don't know it. No, anyway, never mind. Right, Mike Mignon is a shoe in. I don't think we need to say too much there. He's had yeah. the dude's had like one or two bad games this season, but the the stability that he provides in goal, but also 
the ability to play with the ball at his feet has been something different. I don't think that I've seen a situation where a player has left um, in not controversial circumstances, but in such circumstances where a big hullabaloo was made of the fact that he's probably going to be Italy's keeper for the next, uh, I want to say, 15 to 20 years. And that has played out so well for Milan. Donnarumma has flopped at Paris and Mike Mignon is winning the Scudetto with Milan and Maldini is laughing his ass off somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of um, put some, uh, I don't know, um, some weight into the words Maldini said that uh, no one, no player is bigger than Milan. And Mignon came in and, and did it. I, I have a hard time saying that he he's better than Donnarumma. Um, they're two completely different goalkeepers. I think that Donnarumma is an exceptional goalkeeper. Shot stop, stop. He's a brilliant shot stopper, right now. Yeah, but there was um, times but, even when he was still with Milan, and I'm not saying this because he's not at the club anymore. For anybody who thinks I'm a Milanisti and blah blah, blah. Um, there was times where he didn't look as comfortable in possession, which yes. I don't think modern. Like I don't think the modern goalkeeper in 2022 shouldn't just the job isn't just shot stopping anymore. This is for you, David De Gea. By the way, I'm saying <laughs> that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I completely agree with you. Um, without saying who is the better goalkeeper, uh, Mike Magnon is a much better fit for for Milan as a goalkeeper, uh, and I have a hard time seeing many disagree with that. To be honest. Yeah, nice and easy pick in goal. Mike Mignon in goal. There you go. Left yeah. back. Yeah. Did you say left back? Yes. Should we say oh, it at the same time? Ready? One, two, three. Ivan Perisic. Perisic. Yeah. Um, there wasn't yeah. going to be anybody else there. I no. think those are two very easy positions to fill. Perisic has been Inter's best player consistent throughout the season. Uh, and he's done so well, he's now going back to play for Antonio Conte at Tottenham. Yeah, I think that if there was any player who would compete with it, it would be Tio Hernandez. But Tio Hernandez hasn't. No, I don't. I don't think he's. I think he's been very good. I just don't think he's been as destructive as he was last year. Yeah, That's exactly. He's he also missed. I don't know how many games. Yes, uh, I, I I don't know either. But yeah, there there were quite some games he missed and. Um, as I said, I don't think he has um, hit he, those. He missed, he missed six. Year. Yeah, but yes, I don't. But I mean, but that's a, a bad estimation because I think there was a few that he missed not starting. If yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll pick up like maybe six. So Theo Theo's been solid, but Perisic has been unbelievable. Absolutely, and uh, what I think with Perisic too is that he has really stepped up in the big moments when yes. when he needs him. Uh, and that that also goes a long way in my book uh, when picking out team of the season. In Inter, like Inter, uh, still used three five two, um, like changing from Conte to Inzaghi this year. But Perisic was always a threat on that side. Dumfries, I think he took a bit of time to adapt to the league or maybe fitness issues, and because it was it was a season right after the Euros, and so it took a bit of time to bed him in. So then yeah. it was either. It's Di Marco on that side, right? What do you mean? Uh, as a backup? No, no, as in fullback on that side. It, it, it was like Darmian or uh, somebody else. 
Darmian and uh, Dumfries on the right and uh, Di Marco and... Uh, yes, yes, exactly. So, the, yeah. What I'm saying is Oracolorov, <laughs> but he hasn't played all yet. Um, so uh, they lost sort of the attack from that side, if you know what I mean, consistently until Dumfries got better. Yeah. Um, but but Perisic was a threat throughout. Uh, we'll move on to centre backs then. Who did we have? I mean, for me, Fikayo Tomori is. Uh, yeah, Tom. me too. <laughs> and the, the second I had to think a bit more about, but I landed in Milan Skriniar at the end. Whoa, okay. I haven't gone for Skriniar, but let's talk briefly about Fikayo Tomori. Um, did this man gave eight or nine out of ten performances in every game apart from one? What do you think it was? Man, I can't even remember. Salernitana. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. They drew 2-2 to Salernitana, and I think they kept playing the ball over over the top or to Milan Juric, and he just kept heading it on. I, I don't think he could com- compete with his physicality, but Fikayo Tomori um, has been stupendous this season. Not only that, but Milan had, I think I was counting the other day, eight different centre-back partnerships this year. Yeah. Um, Simon Kaya was out for most of the year, and then there was a rotation of like Romagnoli and Gabia, and then Tamori was not fit for a period of time as well, and then he establishes this title-winning centre-back partnership in the end with Kalulu towards the end of the season. Coming in and doing that when that is already a makeshift pairing sort of sums up Milan, where it's like, this is it, this is all we've been given right now, we don't have the best resources uh, so let's just roll with it. And then they, I think they conceded two in eight games at the end. Yeah, it's, it's, was, it was some incredible numbers. Milan posted it on their uh, Instagram and I was just blown away by some of the numbers they, they were posting. Yeah, they had around, uh, let me count it, one, two, three, seven out of like nine clean sheets at the end. And this was the period where they were just sort of winning 1-0 and they showed their talent winning form, um, yeah. which was just amazing uh, for me. I agree. So... Magnon, Perisic, Tomori, and then next to him you have Milan Skrinja. Yeah. Um, basically, I, I just think that Skrinja has played on a, on a great no, level. I think he's played at an unbelievable level too. Yeah. Um, I have gone for Glesson Bremer though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. It. did you forget about him? Yes, I did. Uh, and if I had remembered him, I would have picked him, but now I have the to ball from Brazil. Yeah, now I have to shoot my shot. Uh, no, no, you you have to stick with Skriniar, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You drop the ball, not me. Yep. Now, uh, amazing choice. It was. Uh, I th- I think he's exploded. The, the, this year was his year to explode. Guess how much he signed for. <laughs> I'm. I have no idea. Five million. Yeah, they're gonna make like. Five times. I think that. they're going to make 40 million profit at least. Yeah. 
if they if they're smart about it, they can make fifty. Um, but he's probably going to be one of the hottest exports on the on the summer market this year. Um, Especially he, now when he was uh, elected uh, defender of the year in Syria as well. Yeah, officially he got it. Yeah, officially. Who got midfielder? Um, I don't know. Hmm. We'll, we'll come to that. What I really, really love about Brett, he reminds me of Lucio. Yeah. A lot. Like, as in, he's versatile. He's really, really fast. He's very strong. Um, but he can also play with the ball at his feet as well. I, I don't think I got, I saw him have a tough game this year with the plethora of strikers as well. So that's like Abraham. Tammy Abraham, Skamaka, Simeone, Vlahovic. I never saw him uh, lose a battle this year. Yeah. Okay. Oh, amazing. We'll go to the... Sorry, go on. No, no, I was just uh, saying he's an amazing player. Yeah, there we go. The the, the Max Angelo approval. <laughs> You're an amazing player, Brahma. <laughs> Who did we go for for the other fullback then? So we've got Perisic, Tamari, Brahma. And then at right back, who did you have? Uh, wait, uh, just a brief uh, off the topic. Uh, Marcelo Brozovic was uh, midfielder of the year. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Well, well we're going to come to that. But yeah. Go yes. Uh, who, what did you say? Right back. Uh huh. Yeah, I I think uh, right back was hard to choose. I I ended up uh, choosing Pierre Kalulu. Uh, yes, James Horncastle for Tifo went for the same one, I think. Yeah, so he played more of a central defending role at, towards the end of the season, but uh, yeah, amazing season by Pierre Calulo. And uh, do you know how much Milan signed him for? No, why? Why are we Less like a million? Why are we like doing that today? Where we like, do you know how much he signed him for? And then telling each other <laughs> figures. Like I, I would have loved to have said like sixty-five million. How much did they sign him for? Less than a million. Wow. From where? L- Lyon's uh, reserves. Jesus, how did they do that? Yeah, Maldini. No, to be honest, uh, probably Geoffrey Moncada should have the credit there because he's the Milan's chief scout and he has a great uh, knowledge of the French market. I, th- I think having Kalulu in there is important as well because that is a representation of this Milan team. It's it's like adapting to the to the circumstances that we're in and 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 players who you didn't think would be as good as they are getting better or upping their game. Yeah, like no, the- nobody saw this coming from Kalulu. Yeah, no, nobody. Uh, you, you've seen some tendencies there, but not uh, that he would go a step into a, a role that he isn't his and uh, delivering the way he did. Uh, it was, it was uh, a big surprise, but a very pleasant surprise. Yes, I actually did not go for Pierre Kalulu. Who did you go for? You doggy. You, you, you doggy. You doggy. <laughs> you know, he was born in 2002. Yeah. That just spooks me. I don't know why. Yeah, it just spooks I mean. me. I know he's technically a left back, but I wanted to include you, Doggy, in there. He's had a great season. He's yeah. actually on loan from Hellas Verona. He, he will be, uh, he will also be a player that is a hot name on the market this season. Yeah, I, I think I can see him go to Juventus. Yeah, I think uh, it, it would not surprise me. Um, his destiny 
says that he might. <laughs> Do you get it? His first name is Destiny. Yeah, because his name is Destiny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, but uh, it's a great, it's a great, uh, great pick because he's uh, he's delivered on a high level this year, and uh, I mean, this is also his first senior season in Serie A, I think. Uh, yeah, which is it, even it, more it, impressive. Five goals as well from fullback this year. Yeah, I think him and Delafeu have been the the standout players for Udinese. Beto. Yes, actually, yeah, no. Udinese had uh, a few standouts: Delafeu, Beto, and um, Udogi. Yeah, I also wanted to uh, give a shout out to Wilfried Singo because I think he had a great season for Torino. Yes, but... yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, um, and also, I mean, we've missed it now, but Manu Lazzari, I thought, was yeah. an honourable mention. I've I've been beating the the lottery drum for many a couple of years now, but he's he's very fast, very direct, he's very dangerous. He also I think Zari realized sort of later during the season he was like, hmm, yeah, his size not that good anymore. Lottery and you come, uh, but he's been dangerous sort of throughout. Uh, yeah, I agree. So that that's the back four then, and so you had Skrinya and I had Bremer, and then I had you Doggy and you had Kalulu. Cool. Move on to the midfield. Let's start with the easiest pick in the world at left wing, probably the centerpiece for Milan. The absolute, the player that has blown up this year, and because of his blow up, I think Milan are Scudetto winners. Yeah, Rafa Leao. Yeah, your favorite yeah. Portuguese man, Rafa, Rafa. There's just, he has exploded to a level that no one's seen this year. He's got. People like Man City inquiring about his transfer. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, um, this has been the season that, uh, that Milanists have, have been aching for. I don't know how long. Because you've seen glimpses of this uh, throughout his first two years at the club. Um, mm. but, but never on a consistent level like this. And he's just been ridiculous this this. Uh, season especially uh, this uh, second half of the season I think um, not not just that he stepped up in the big moments when Milan really really needed him uh, against Fiorentina against uh, Hellas against everybody Atalanta, really. and, and then in the final game as well yeah um, top scorer for Milan with, with 11 yeah, <laughs> uh, in in the league, which goes to show, but but also the the fact that that is the basically the only t- the only side where Milan attacked, not yeah. not like not like as in that's the only side that they attacked from all season, but as in if they were going to score, that's where it came from. Obviously, it came from the emphasis of the side of Theo and Leal. There were games where teams just said, okay. We know he's extremely dangerous. He's in the form of his life. Let's just double up on him. Uh, and, and sometimes even that didn't work because he w- was in devastating form or Theo Hernandez would overlap. Uh, yeah. There's shades for me. I know people are saying Thierry Henry, but for me, for Iron Robin, where you know exactly what he's going to do, you still just can't stop it, though. He's, he's going to take you on left or right, get a cross in, uh, and that's that's what it came to this this season. He he was just unplayable at times. Yeah, and as you said, you know what he's going to do, but he he just do it anyway so effortlessly, um, which is uh, magic of the see, To be honest, can you can cope with him? I think he's been threatening a season like this 
for some time, like you said, and then you finally got it. I think him and Vinicius have had a like a parallel season of wow, okay, no, they did step up, like they are that good. Uh, and it wasn't just you know how people talk about oh he can be this good he's got the potential to be that good and this was their season where they proved it. Yeah, exactly. Moving on to centre mid, who did you have? Actually, I had a four three three formation. Whoa, but... okay, tactical. Yep. Uh, but I, I can take it anyway. Uh, the first um, central midfielder I had was obviously Marcelo Brozovic. Yes, I, I think we can agree on that. Um, Inter might have lost the, the title when he got injured for like three games. Yeah. Which yeah. doesn't bode well considering Inter have a big, rather depthy squad. He's one of those players um, which don't realise how, import- how important he is until he is missing. Complete midfielder. Uh, even yeah. with the mid- midfield metronome, he gets them, he starts the move, he can play a role in the middle of the move, but he can also end the move as well. Um, you know, I found it really funny that our Shams, Uncle Sharma, who was on the last podcast, said that he, st- he smokes cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> but he has the highest running stats. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, the midf- he's the midfield engine uh, for, for this Inter team. He's a, the, the heartbeat for them. Such a underrated passer as well, I think. Yes, he's a brilliant passer of the ball. Um, but yeah, that was my first mention. At, uh, no, at I, I think we can agree on, on Marcelo Brozovic. Uh, sort of a last word on him. Under Simone Inzaghi, he's probably been the best player under him. As in, the player has been less direct and more of a possession-based approach. Uh, and everything sort of goes through him in that inter-team when he's playing. Um, so, yeah, so, so okay, so you only had one midfielder. No, I have three midfielders. Yeah, yeah, but as in one central midfielder. No, I have uh, four, three, three. I have three central midfielders. Okay, I mean, I think your your team's going to be exposed a lot on the wings, but go on, hit, hit me. I don't think they will. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so the second uh, central midfielder I have is uh, Sandro Tonali. Ah, I was gonna put him in, but instead I went for Milinkovic Savage. Yeah, I mean, I I think you could get away with both, to be honest. Yeah, I think he's been fantastic. Um, yeah. He's Paul Pogba without the flashy celebrityness. Yeah. As in, he's more calm. He's done what Pogba has done on a more consistent level, and he's more healthy and readily available. He's played all of Lazio's games bar one. Um, he has almost equaled his his goals tally. He, the most he ever scored was in 2017-18 with 12, and he scored 11 this year. Um, he's thrived under Zari's sort of chaotic first Lazio season. Um yeah, uh, and I think we said it with uh, with Marcelo Brozovic as well. But I think uh, Milik Vucevic is close to a complete midfielder as well. He can do anything, to be honest. I I also love height and uh, a player who's physical, so you can sort of use him as a target man too, which is, which is yeah. what I like. But he which Lazio be... has done, to be fair. Yeah, but he would be my Mazzella. Yeah. Um. So I went for uh, Milinkovic, Savic, and Brozovic. Then in the middle. So yeah. okay, then hit me with your third central midfielder. And you went, you went for Tonali. Sorry. 
Yeah, Tonali. Uh, I think that I mean he's been so important in this uh, Scudetto win for Milan. Um, Popping up with important goals as well. Yeah, and uh, you know it, it would have it was a very very tough mission to kind of separate Isma Benazer and uh, Francesi, but uh, Tonali did it with with ease even. Um, I was actually thinking of putting Benazer in. Just because, you know, you, you said Brozovic is underrated. I mean, I think he's fairly rated now. But I personally think Benesa is one of the most underrated midfielders in the world. He's so, so, so calm on the ball. He's like the Carlo Ancelotti calm on the ball. Yeah. And also, I just want to say that I said that Brozovic is an underrated passer, not an underrated player. Okay. All right. Jesus. Last show of the season and he's getting... Uh, you know, black and sassy, wasn't he? He watched Mean Girls earlier or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was all the internet trouble that just made <laughs> Yeah. Uh, also, by the way, this is nothing to do with Serie A or football. Um, but having technical issues has sort of made me think of producer Juan because um, wishing you good wishes, wishing you good wishes, wishing you a speedy recovery, Juanito, because he's got an injury. Um, and he told me he couldn't walk from his living room to his kitchen. Yes, all our, all our thoughts with producer Juan. This is really bad, but I sent him an audio message of me laughing because <laughs> <laughs> because when when someone's when he was like, "Oh, I've got a really bad injury," all I pictured was you know when players go off mm. and they bring a stretcher out. I could just sort of picture Juan on a stretcher. Um, but anyway, yeah, sorry for for, for laughing, Juan. Uh, Yep, concluding that you're a terrible friend before moving on. Yes, I, I am. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I was thinking of putting Benazer in, but I, I went for Malinkovic Savage. Yeah, yeah, Benazer is a great... He's also been quite unavailable this season, I think. Yeah, in and out of the team. In and yeah. out of the team. So, okay, so you went for... In the middle, you went for Brozovic, Tonali. Uh, and the third... Might be controversial, but I I chose uh, Lorenzo Pellegrini from Roma. Oh, okay. No, I like that pick. I like that yeah. pick a lot, actually. I I think that <laughs> he was fantastic before he got injured. Yeah, like right at the beginning he, of the was. season, and uh, he's been he's been so 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 important for Roma. Um, uh, Jose Mourinho has said all along that he's been his uh, right hand on the field. Um, almost like an assistant manager out on the field. Uh, and Roma, they're in a transition right now. And I think it's so important for, for a player like Lorenzo Pellegrini, who he's like Tonale. He, he, he's passionate about the club, uh, about what it stands for, mm. what it means to the city, because he's from Roma. Um, but apart from all that, I think that he's been so crucial uh, at many many moments this season uh, he's sort of in previous years he's been more of a creator this year he's been more of an attack everything this yeah he, he scored nine goals in, in Serie A as a that's his midfielder. most sorry that's the most he's uh, he's ever scored in the league yeah uh, and I, I just generally think that he was fantastic this year and uh, was an very important player for for Roma, um, and individually, I hold his uh, performances very high. Um, 
it was between him and Milinkovic Savage for me uh, for this position. But uh, in the end, I I went for Lorenzo Pellegrini because uh, I don't know. I kind of. I kind of think that his uh, peaks this year has been higher than the Milinkovic Savage, but Milinkovic Savage has maybe been more consistent, if that makes yes. sense. Yes, for sure. Yeah, so that's why I went with uh, Lorenzo. Okay, fair enough. That's an interesting pick. He he did miss ten games as well. Um, he missed ten games, ha- scored nine. So I, I don't know how many times we've said this, but uh, Lazio and Roma next season will be a lot more interesting. Like they're still they're still interesting this season, but um Sari coming off Inzaghi managing them for like five years. Mourinho trying to in- instill his like the special one siege mentality on Roma. Yeah. After and, having and signed think... a lot of players like on a big budget. Um I think Roma's gonna be very interesting next season. I, I also think that you you can't underestimate what this uh, conference league win uh, will do to them uh, because yeah. they, they will want more now when they they kind of have some experience of playing a final and, and everything like that. So I think you can't underestimate the, the meaning of that title as well for Romani season. This, this isn't like one of Mourinho's old clubs as well. Like this isn't Tottenham, this isn't Manchester United, this isn't Chelsea. There isn't, there's an expectation, but there's not too much of an expectation. He can sort of have a license to be Mourinho in press conferences and be Mourinho in the dressing room and, and just put his touches on it. Yeah. And like the, the city is love, loves him. The city's obsessed with him. Um, so, I think so let's, that let's the, he said in, in an interview that um, unlike his, uh, his um, tenures at Chelsea, at Manchester United and Tottenham, uh, when when Roma approached him, they were like, "We want you to build this team." Um, he he don't have that kind of expectation to win right away. I, I mean, although he did now, he his expectation is to build a a great team, a club, um, in in a in in the long term instead yeah, of just yeah. a short term results. New new ownership as well. So yeah. Your your midfield is Brozovic, Tonali, and Pellegrini. Yes. Okay, and we've already done a left winger for you, which is Leao. So yeah. my my current midfield is Leao on the left, SMS in the middle with Brozovic, and then on the right wing I have gone four. Ready, drum roll, please, Max. Domenico Berardi. Yeah, come on. We have to. We have to get at least one Sassuolo player in there. Um, Domo Bradi has scored fourteen or more goals for the last three seasons. Um, he's part of the trifecta: Raspadori, Berardi, Scamacca. Um, he is like I think one of the most consistent players that doesn't play for a big, big club in any country. Yeah, and he also made seventeen assists. Yeah. Jeez, really? Yeah. No way, he did. 15 goals, 17 assists in, 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 33, in 33 appearances. That's maddening. And what I also love is the fact that he's just stayed at Sassolo. Like, he could have easily left a while ago. I think um, if there is any th- summer he will leave, it's this summer. So let's see uh, if he does. 
because both Milan and, and um, Inter have both been uh, expressing a big interest in him. It, I, I, fi- I find it interesting as well how much he hates Juventus because he came from... Uh... He he was he was on I think he was initially on loan, but he's a Sassuolo legend, so it's obvious to get Damo Brardi in there. Let's move yeah. up to the forward line. We already have Leal for yours on the left, right? Yeah, and I, I can reveal right away that I have Domo Berardi as well on on the right. Oh, okay, okay. So you oh that kind of makes it boring then. So you only have one more striker slot left. Yeah, but start start uh, with a striker. You okay? So I've got two striker slots, and then you've got one striker slot left. Yeah. Who do you think I've gone for? Um, I mean, Tammy Abraham. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tommy, Tommy. That is uh, that is my last striker as well. Oh, okay, okay. So that's fine. We we aligned in in that sense. Yeah. Um I mean, you can't overlook what he's done this season. No, he he's just a, a player that's bought in to everything Mourinho and Roma are doing over there. 17 goals in the league this year. He's been the player that I thought he could be at Roma. I hope there's more players in the in the English league, in the Premier League, that sort of embrace Serie A, like Tomori uh, and Abraham have. Yeah, I, I fully agree with you. He also could have scored more. Do you remember where he went through a patch of games where he was just hitting the post? <laughs> yeah, he just—I uh, mean, he's he, insane amount of post. He the post an insane amount of times, but he was just—he's um, very fast. He's very technical. He's extremely skillful on the ball, and uh, much like uh, Perisic and Tonali, he stepped up in the big games this season in yeah. the derby. And um, there was a, a ninety-seven minute penalty against uh, Venezia away, and and yeah many big moments he stepped up in as well. I don't know why, but in the Prem, I didn't, I don't remember, I know he is six foot three, but he didn't feel as towering as he did. As in he, he physically, he looks a lot better and a lot healthier in the, in Serie A. I think it's um, a bit like uh, Romelu Lukaku, that it, in Serie A, that becomes an edge for him. It yeah. doesn't do the Premier League. Also, I think in, at Chelsea, whenever I saw him, he was scoring a lot of scrappy goals, a lot of, like finishes off the the final ball or like uh, second balls when it when they palmed off the keeper, he's got involved in the build up play so much for Roma. As in, like he as a striker drops deep, he can play off. You can play off him, and and wingers can then get involved in the game with him. Yeah. Okay, so my other final. So that's it. That's your team done. Yeah, my team is done. So, uh, my final striker slots. Gio Simeone. Yes. Come on. We had to get one of the Verona boys in there. Yeah. Um, Gio has, you know, and, you know, I get it because there's a lot of people that are interested in how he does every week, mainly because he's Diego Simeone's son. But he, he deserves to be in there, I think. Yeah, I fully agree. Um, 17 goals this is. 17 goals, but he has been on loan at... Um, Banfield after River Plate he went on loan at Cagliari it didn't really work out for him there Fiorentina he went he was there for th- for three seasons he finally found his calling and Hellas Verona mainly anchored by Anthony Barak and Gianluca Caprare 
I actually I was close to putting Caprari in the team on the on the right as well because he he deserves a mention. Uh, that that full trifecta de- deserves a mention. Yeah, and um, Barak as well. Um, scored uh, how, how many hat tricks has he scored this year? Yeah, uh, I will check that up for you. Uh, at La- against Lazio, he scored four goals. Yes, uh, Venezia, he scored three goals. Uh, those are the ones. Then he has one, two, scored two goals at two uh, times. Yeah. So there we have it. Those are the teams of the season. Just going off that, though, there is some sad news considering Verona and Gio Simeone. Uh, Igor Tudor has left. That is uh, very, very sad. That's really sad news. Um, he came in and did a stunning job. They, they, Fired Eusebio de Francesco after three games, um, and he sort of built on what Ivan Juric did. Yeah, and they kind of, I mean, Ivan Juric uh, did a fantastic job at Las Verona, and then it, it all kind of backfired uh, with uh, Di Francesco. But uh, then Tudor came in like some sort of messiahs for them. Uh, yeah. It was after Sep- it was after September, I think that he had won De Francesco had won one in four games. But they like establishing Verona as a, a tricky team to beat, but also incredibly fun to watch, uh and, and incredibly good going forward. The amount of players he's actually that have actually improved under him uh has been good. And they, they ended up finishing ninth. Um like only what is it? Eight points or nine? Nine points from Fiorentina, from the European places, from where they were. Yeah, and what I kind of like about um, Tudor as well is that um, he doesn't play this kind of old school football that you kind of um, and, um, relate Hellas uh, mm. to, uh, like long balls and all that. He, they play entertaining football. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the Simeone, Caprari, Barak, but you could add uh, Kevin Lasagna in there as well. Yep. Yep. Lazovic has been very good for him. Uh, Miguel Veloso has been very good. Um, yes, yes, exactly. Uh, I don't, you know, uh, but Simeone has been a very tenacious and energetic player. Who's, he's sort of bought into the work rate and defence that goes along with his ego to the Verona team, but it is very sad that he's uh, he's leaving. Yeah, I agree. Um, it would be a big summer for for Hellas, to be honest. It it will now. Yeah. Um, I mean, not only that, but as as we said earlier, um, what will happen with the you doggy? You 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 doggy you you <laughs> you doggy. So there we have it. Those are the teams of the season. Um, yes. Let 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 us know what what you think and. Please give us your teams of the season. It's been a wonderful season. Speaking on the terms of news, something weird has happened uh, this week, of course, because it's Serie A. Something weird always happens even when the season's finished. Zaniolo uh, left the Italy camp, apparently due to an ankle injury, but there's rumours that there's tension between him and international teammate Matthias Zaccani of Lazio. Um, Roma's former... um, so Zaniolo of Roma's former partner, Chiara Nasti, apparently is now in a relationship with Zaccani, uh and they are apparently expecting a baby. 
Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, he going through it, man. He going through it. I mean... Did you Nicholas, hear this? Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised because this Nicholas is like isn't the best, best child of God either. What do you mean you're not surprised? What, you got Zaniolo on WhatsApp and you're like, oh, what's the... You got, are we going out? Are you, you no, going no, but, I, but I, I'm, I'm fairly... Sh- I, I can't guarantee this is correct, but I, I'm pretty sure that he... Um, cheated on his girlfriend while she was pregnant with an like 40 year old or something like that oh yeah no 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 yeah i heard that that boy's annie <laughs> that boy's annie that boy's we annie should, we should tell him that it, if you look if you're uh, hearing is uh, annie you should make that your twitter handle that what, boy's what, annie that boy's annie yeah <laughs> they, they did that with arsenal well, i mean he didn't make in his his tag but it was that boy well did you remember no. Oh, okay. Maybe that's it's just me in the UK that that lives. With... See, we live in the UK, but we don't really have much, so we have to. <laughs> you know, we ain't got no IKEA or anything cool like Sweden. No. Yeah. What am I talking about? We got IKEA here. Sorry. You're lying to me. <laughs> I just I've never been to IKEA, but anyway, that <laughs> is it for the team of the year. Yeah. I I think that we did too. Nice uh, team of the year. Those are those are good teams. Those are yeah. I think they they'd be Scudetto challenging teams going off the form this year. I think so too. But that concludes the final show of the season, Max. Yeah. And let me ask you, what has been your moment of the season? I think we were talking about this. It's very hard because there's a normally a four four every three weeks in Syria yep. or every two weeks. Um but that the the mad four three game where Juve beat Roma at Roma. Uh and Allegri got one over his old pal Mourinho because that was just was madness for like the final twenty minutes where, where Juve scored three goals and they were losing three one. Uh, and then Delit got sent off in the 81st minute as well. It was so unlike Allegri as well, but it was just magical melodrama. It just summed up the season where it's just everything was going on. Yeah, it was Mad Max in his prime. Yeah. And yours, my friend? Uh, it happened quite recently, but it was when uh, David Nicola was threatening his players <laughs> with his shoe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it, you know, it's it's a funny moment, but as it's also just is such a good picture of Italian football. I mean, crazy, crazy shit happening every, all all the time. What, what what other league in the world would a coach take off his physically shoe took his shoe one off. players? Like he physically took his shoe off, and I think it's ego that's close to him. Yeah, I um, think so too. So like, there's a shot of ego behind him, but it looks like he is about to strike ego with his shoe <laughs> in his hand. Uh, but but amazing and an um, incredible escapologist run from Salernitana to stay up. Uh, yeah, we we need to talk about that. How how they get? Oh yeah, uh, Salernitana or... stayed up. By the way, guys. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of been a weekly thing in uh, in this podcast, uh, but they stayed up even though losing four 0 to Udinese in the last game of the season. Yeah, but uh, Cagliari 
fluffed their lines too. Yep. And Calorie are down. Calorie are down. Calorie are down. We gotta shake it out if uh, any of us uh, hit the right um, relegation teams. I think we kept changing. I mean, yeah, I, week in week out, I think we just kept we, changing. We, we changed a lot uh, after Salernitana started. Started uh, week moving good. We dissed them the whole year of like, oh my god, why are they in the league? <laughs> and then <laughs> the last eight games, they just pulled it out of the bag. But I did keep saying in my defense that there would be one team that sort of gets relegation form and and just starts to grind out results. I just didn't think it'd be Salernitana. Yeah, but in our defense as well, uh, that was before they hired Harry Houdini of uh, of relegation battles. Harry Houdini. Yep. So Salernitana stayed up. Um, that concludes the final show of the season uh, for us. We, we're going to take uh, a, a break, a two or three week break. We'll be back with, I think, a Transfer Mercato podcast. Yes. We'll have to ask producer Juan when he's off the, the treatment table. Um, we but, we will also try to do these um, twi- Twitter spaces. Yes, um, that, that that will be coming as well. But we wanted me and Max personally wanted to thank every listener for who has tuned in to us and listened this season. Yeah. Um, I think we had a lot of audio issues at the beginning where I was basically sounding like Darth Vader. So I I, <laughs> I apologize for that too. And uh, I had some major internet issues uh, today, so yes, I, I guess mean, we're even. I think the pre-recording of podcast is just me and Max WhatsApping each other going, oh, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then at the end, I just lost it and went home to my parents' house uh, who have great internet. Uh, That's how bad the, the world is becoming. Wi-Fi connections are going balmy. There's people getting airports cancelled and flights cancelled. But through it all, we bring ADR to you. Yes. Always. Um, but anyway, thank you for everybody who's listened to us this season. We've had a blast recording it, um, whether that's on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, uh, for BreakingTheLines.com. Please check out all the good articles on there uh, as well. Max, it's been a pleasure to to do this with you. I think you came on maybe the sixth show and became a regular podcast and started putting up with my crap it's it's been a my pleasure as well uh, yes and <clears throat> i thought you were going to give a, a lovely speech there oh yeah i was <laughs> i was talking, sorry <laughs> no no it's been a, it's been a pleasure it's so fun getting on every week to talk about Syria and what we enjoy the most and i think it's uh i don't want to be too kind of cheesy cheese or pat ourselves on the back but I, I think that we deliver great banter as well um, yeah so it's it's been it's been a blast and uh, I, I can't wait to get on uh, for next season as well yes we will be back with you next season and uh, and see you then and in the meantime enjoy your summer de-stress away from the um, vigors of culture every week and, and, and we will see you then Yes, uh, and a summer tip for me, if you can, uh, change your background on your phone to Cheshire Smile Max Allegri to have an even better summer. Thank That's you. right. Shout out, Max, by the way, wherever you are. I hope you're having a good summer. All right? <laughs> wherever you are, shout out to uh, our, our other guys, uh, Judogi, uh, Caprari. Caprari, uh, Caprari yeah. the most, right? Yeah, of course. No, well, Allegri the most. 
but no, but Allegri the most. But if he ever heard it, he'd he'd be like, what? I think Caprari, if he heard it, would Why probably come they, on. Why are they giving me a shout out? I don't know anything about yeah. this. Yeah, we've we've run over massively this week, but it, it was the final show. So if you're still listening, thank you and uh, goodbye. Goodbye.